0: This is Precious D. Welcome to the show. With me, as always, is my imaginary friend, Honeybee. Say hello to the Ah! person. Uh, Today's movie is Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, also known as Sandai Kaiju Chai Sadai no Kesen. Please excuse my Japanese pronunciation. Greatest giant monster battle on Earth is one translation. Another translation is Three Giant Monsters, Earth's Greatest Battle. I'm not far enough along in my Japanese studies yet to give an opinion on the quality of either of those translations. <laughs> it's from 1964. It is in color. 93 minutes Japanese version. The U.S. version is 81 minutes. The director is a Shiro Honda and the ow, music ow, is ow. by Akira Ifokube yeah baby except in the american version they replaced his wonderful score with just some of their stock library music cuz they're dumbasses
1: far no
0: the featured monsters are Godzilla Ooh. Mothra Rodan yeah, ow,
1: ow, ow, ow. yeah.
0: This is the first appearance of Ghidorah.
2: Yeah, maybe.
0: We, we will see him over and over again, all the way up to King Kong, or no, Godzilla vs. King Kong that was released last year.
1: Yeah! Part,
0: well, parts of Ghidorah are in that movie.
1: Aww.
0: Pieces <laughs> of him are in it. He's been repurposed. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you look at it, this is the fifth film in the Godzilla franchise, or the Third film in the Mothra franchise, or the second film in the Rodan franchise.
2: Yeah, baby, all of that.
0: Honeybee. Last week I was talking about why didn't they put Godzilla's name in the title of these movies? I thought that would be the selling point. Mm-hmm. But then I was reading some random person's review online, and uh, they made some good points that at this point in the series. He's not the hero yet. Yeah. In Mothra versus Godzilla, Mothra gets top billing. At this point, it wasn't all about Godzilla. Yeah. Because, you know, Mothra and Rodan each had had their own movies. Mm-hmm. So even though Godzilla was the first of these monsters, they weren't all necessarily viewed as being part of his story. Right. They all had their own story and they were teaming up.
1: Fuck yeah, they are. <laughs>
0: So that might be why his name isn't prominently featured in the titles yet, because it wasn't seen as being all about Godzilla at this
2: time. Yeah, this is the first time that he is uh, a good guy or a hero.
0: Yeah. Yes. Reluctantly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't have a budget, but apparently the box office was 2.3 million dollars, not yen. And of course, it's continued to make money through tv deals and video and dvds and streaming and stuff so yeah any movie these days it's hard to say what they're that the box office i guess is just the theatrical release but movies all continue to make money these days through streaming and dvds and blu-rays and stuff if you haven't watched it yet folks and you want to watch it it is on hbo max the japanese version from the criterion collection is on hbo max you're going to have a hard time finding the American version right now. But
2: you're probably not fucking missing much, so.
0: <laughs> well, the American version of this one, they didn't change a whole lot. They did some editing and some rearranging of some scenes. Actually, film historian and Godzilla expert David Callet, author of the book A Critical History and Filmography of Toho's Godzilla series, which I am making my way through, suggests that in some ways the American cut is superior because it clean, it it tightens the story up a little bit and Mm -hmm. it eliminates a sort of a continuity error or at least a continuity question. Mm -hmm. One of the scientists is in the field studying a meteor and then he's in town and then he's back in the field and then he's in town again and seems to get back and forth really quickly. And by doing some editing and changing the order of the scenes, he only goes back and forth once instead of twice. And nice. So the, uh, the American version is not useless like some of the ones we see. Well, that's good. But uh, yeah, you're going to have a hard time finding it right now because not you will have to buy an old DVD, uh, which of course I have, but they're out of print right now. <laughs> <laughs> the movie stars Yosuke Natsuki as Detective Shindo. We will not see him again until Godzilla returns in 1984. Yuriko Hoshi as his sister Naoko Shindo who we just saw as Junko in Mothra vs. Godzilla. Mm -hmm. Hiroshi Koizumi as Professor Murai who was Sochi in Godzilla Raids again. Akihiko Wakabayashi as Princess Mas Dorina Salno who we saw as the friend Tami. In King Kong vs. Godzilla. Mm. The Peanuts are in it again as the show Takashi Shimura plays Dr. Tsukamoto, who was Dr. Yamane in the original Gojira slash Godzilla. Akihiko Harata is in it again. In a kind of small part. In, he's the um, police chief or security chief. The boss, uh, Detective Shindo's boss. Kenji Sahara is in it. Uh, again, a small part. He's
1: playing,
0: the, he's playing the editor. And Susumo Kurobe plays an assassin. But he's listed as assassin. <laughs> we have not seen him yet, but he will go on to play Ultraman in uh, a separate, not directly related to Godzilla, but part of this whole thing thing. Uh, He plays the hero in the first Ultraman show. He's also in King Kong Escapes. Ultraman is a whole thing. We're going to touch on it lightly, uh but you could do an entire podcast just about Ultraman. (laughs) Really? (laughs) There's like 33 or so different TV shows. Damn! And various movies and TV specials. And animated series, there is a current animated series on Netflix that seems to be a direct sequel to the first series. Wow. There are multiple Ultra men. Each of these series has a, kind of like there's multiple groups of Power Rangers.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Heard. Which I won't get into that whole thing, but that is all kind of related as well. <laughs> the first show is called Ultra Q, and it is some reporters going around exploring mysteries it's kind of like the x-files but with kaiju oh yeah we're gonna take a look at that the whole thing's called the ultra series uh-huh. so ultra q was first and then like later that same year there was like ultra q sort of turns into ultra man even it's weird it's kind of like from the people that brought <laughs> ultra q now is ultra man and they're kind of connected but not exactly but they all have to do with fighting giant monsters and people who start off human size and then become giant and fight the giant monsters. And Yeah! Love to see it. We love to see it. We're going to do a little bit on that, but we're not going to get sidetracked and become a completely Ultraman podcast. Nice. Haru Nakajima is the man in the Godzilla suit, again. Masanori Shinohara is Rodan, and Soichi Hirose is King Ghidorah, and he was Kong in... King Kong versus Godzilla.
2: Hell yeah. And baby Mothra is played by a puppet? Uh,
0: I think there's some... They didn't say, but sometimes there's somebody in the larva suit. I think when it's... when Mothra's a... when when Mothra is a butterfly, Mm -hmm. I think it's a puppet. But when it's a larva, it's not listed here. Um, Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let me check another source. Oh, yes. Mothra is portrayed by Katsumi Tezuka. Honeybee, I was afraid you were going to get really mad. Did you get really mad about this movie? No,
2: I fucking loved it. I
0: just thought the fact that Mothra never transforms into her butterfly. No, so. I
2: was I was totally okay with that. I was okay. totally okay with that. I was like, you know, uh, I, I was just like, get it, baby Mothra. That's <laughs> right. Baby Mothra on the scene. What's up? Even as a baby, gonna kick your ass. (laughs) No one fucks with Mothra. Even baby Mothra. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Even from the very beginning, just the credits. Starting with the credits, I thought it was great that they showed each like the monsters fighting like freeze uh-huh. frame in the credits <laughs> uh like there was like a godzilla like the doom music and then like you hear like the godzilla roar and then it's like him and rodan like facing each other and like freeze and then it's like him and mothra and then freeze it's like and i was like oh man already into it from the from the credits, I was, like, squealing with excitement.
0: Okay, good.
2: Yeah, it was so good.
0: I was afraid you'd get to the end and go,
2: what? This is
0: bullshit.
2: <laughs> Where is she? No, I didn't. I was <laughs> I was totally happy with Baby Mothra. Okay. Especially because I feel like just the Peanuts, like, they're just so... Uh, they just... just it's so, so good. It's just so good. I don't know why I love this story so much, but I do... <laughs> I just am such a fan of Mothra. I'm not sure. And I really liked Rodan too. Not as much as I like Godzilla. You know, it's definitely like Mothra and then Godzilla. Rodan was good though. I did like it. I do like him more now, I would say, from this film than from his standalone. He still looks like a chicken, but that's okay. No worries.
0: He has a more goofy design in this one because it is more of a comedy. It is a new suit
2: it's definitely a new suit (laughs) um but yeah he's i still called him chicken boy throughout the whole
0: movie
2: (laughs) um but it wasn't as bad as a Ghidorah because Ghidorah doesn't have arms so Uh it kind of makes Ghidorah's body look like a turkey so I was Uh like this space king like king space turkey and then I realized that the sounds that Ghidorah makes is like a space gobble, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> so Rodan being chicken boy doesn't really fall far from like Ghidorah being like a king space turkey.
0: So still not as bad as the giant claw, though.
2: <laughs> the giant claw.
0: The giant claw. The from the movie, the giant <laughs> claw.
1: The totally
0: derpy puppet.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that you was. Blanked,
0: have you blocked it out of your memory? Yeah.
2: No. I. I had for a second, but now I remember. Okay. He yeah. was. He was. That. That was very dirt macer.
0: Yeah. The sort of atomic. What was he? Atomic interdimensional space. Oh God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
0: Before we get into the movie itself, I did have a little bit of sort of kaiju news. This week in kaiju news. Kaiju news. There's a new kaiju book out. It just came out last month, but I just I think the audiobook just now came out and I started listening to it this week. It is the Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi. He is a fairly well-known science fiction author. I have read or listened to a few of his other books and I quite like his work. This one is narrated by Will Wheaton, so I'm listening to it on Audible. Nice. I'm not very far into it yet the kaiju haven't actually shown up yet the guy just got his job in the kaiju preservation society and doesn't yet know that that's the sort of animals he's going to be dealing with
2: oh my gosh i it sounds so good i can't wait
0: yeah i'll give a proper review once i have finished it oh yes that is out now in hardback and ebook and audiobook so Gonna go out on a limb and recommend it now, even though I haven't finished it. <laughs> We're all in this together,
2: motherfuckers.
0: So uh, let's get into the movie itself. Uh, once again, I'm working with a summary from Wikipedia, so full credit to Wikipedia and whoever edited that page.
2: I have some notes um, that I may like pull you certain sure. ways, but I'll try not
0: yeah. to. No, Do no, know. no, you no. Know, you pipe up whenever you feel it. Here we go. Reporter Naoko Shindo attends a communications session with the UFO Society for her television program. After deeming the session a failure due to Naoko's skepticism, a meteor shower descends on Japan with the largest crashing in Mount Kurodake. Now, I'm calling bullshit right off. Okay, why? Tell me. These fucking UFO Society guys, they're out on some sort of roof or balcony or something, they've got their telescopes. Yeah. They seem to think they're gonna communicate with UFOs. Uh-huh. And nothing is happening. And <laughs> they're blaming her brain waves. They're saying they don't like non believers. Yeah,
2: they, they sense your mistrust through your brain yeah. waves.
0: Yeah. this this is I mean, yes, we're living in a fantasy world where it turns out people from outer space are real. <laughs> but in the real world, this is typical bullshit that paranormal assholes pull when their stuff doesn't stand up to any sort of scrutiny.
1: Oh my gosh. They say,
0: I can do this magical bullshit stuff that totally violates the laws of physics. I swear it's all real. And then you go, okay, well, let's devise some kind of, let me observe that. Why don't you show me that? Or let's devise some sort of a test. To see if this is real or if it's just some sort of confirmation bias or something on your part, or if you're pulling off some sort of scam. And then they will try to say, oh, well, my psychic powers don't work properly when there are skeptics around. (laughs) Whatever my made up bullshit is, needs to have people around me who believe believe in it before. I can't prove it to you until you already believe it, because your non-belief will negate my power. (laughs) <laughs> so this is just bullshit. So, yeah, it's her fault that the UFOs don't want to communicate. But it this doesn't really have anything to do with anything because we don't actually see UFOs per se. I think it's just a reason for them to be out there with their telescopes when the shit hits the
2: fan. When the meteor shower hits, yeah.
0: But it also tells us that she, so this is the, I mentioned her a minute ago. She was Junko. Mm-hmm. She was a news photographer in the previous film. Right. Now she is some sort of reporter slash producer who is working with a team to develop a new TV show that hasn't started yet.
2: She got a promotion, baby.
0: It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I find it curious that they're trying to start establishing this continuity. And here was an opportunity to actually have the same character return, but they didn't take it. Yeah. They just cast the same actress in a similar sort of a character. Uh Uh-huh. I think that was a mistake. They should have had her be the same person. But she's playing a more competent person this time.
2: Yeah. I liked her better in this movie. Like, or I liked her character better.
0: Yeah. She's not the rookie who constantly fucks up in this one. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: But uh, they're working on a movie called Mysteries of the 20th Century. Uh, Mm -hmm. A TV show. show. It's going to be a TV show, but it hasn't started yet. So the the big meteor crashes by uh, Mount uh, Kurudake. Shindo, a police detective and Naoko's brother, is assigned to guard Princess Salno of Salgina from a political assassination during an unannounced visit to Japan. Yeah, we have a scene with Akihiko Harata playing his boss, telling him this princess is coming. Here's her picture. I want you to be her bodyguard. She's already on the way. (laughs) He's like, what? And he takes a long look at that picture because she is pretty.
2: Beautiful. That jawline girl.
0: Damn. (laughs) En route to Japan, an alien entity leads Salno to jump from her plane before it explodes. So there's people, for some reason, people in her country want to kill her. Mm-hmm. because I, she's a princess, but I guess she's the head of state or something, and they want to take over. It, it's not exactly clear who these people are that want to... They're political rivals of some kind, mm-hmm. but it's not really clear what the situation is and why her death will benefit them. But it seems like they're going to blow up the plane. She gets some mysterious voice in her head warning her.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and, it uh, says, Kukara! And I was like, Yeah! That means
0: flee. <laughs> so she just opens up the side of the plane and jumps out of it without a parachute on. Oh god, can I talk about these costumes? Sure. So she is the princess of Selgina, mm-hmm. which, like uh and in Mothra, is just some made-up land.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. Princess of uh made-upistan. <laughs> and their traditional <laughs> cultural <laughs> outfits that we see some of the men wearing. Look like a cross between sort of, I guess, Indian, East Indian.
2: Yeah, like a Middle Eastern.
0: Sort of a robe kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Topped off with a Elizabethan neck ruffle. Yeah!
2: (laughs) I was like, what century is it? Like, what the fuck with the neck ruffle?
0: Right. So they're trying to create some sort of traditional dress for a fictional country (laughs) by just taking... (laughs) Two non Japanese things from totally different parts of the world and smooshing them together.
2: Hell yeah. I think somebody
0: what? just went to the costuming department and said, All right, what do we got? <laughs> uh, all right, we got these robe things, and for some reason, this Japanese <laughs> film company has a couple of <laughs> Elizabethan ruffs laying around. Stick those on top of the robes. It'll look foreign. Oh, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I was a little
0: strange. Yeah, they're, but they are ridiculous. <laughs> so the plane explodes. And then we see uh, Professor Mura leads a research team to Mount Kurodake to investigate the large meteor, where they discover it randomly emits magnetic waves. <laughs> they're uh, sitting around studying the thing, and then suddenly there's a... <laughs> and all their pickaxes just start getting dragged by strings across the ground over towards <laughs> the meteor. This is never really properly explained about why that's happening, but it does. Yeah, and
2: sometimes it doesn't, and then sometimes it does, but we don't really know why. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and then a prophet appears.
2: A prophet or a stripper. Somebody yeah.
0: hit her. She's dancing like a stripper. Yeah, that was so... Ugh. Naoko what? is sent to investigate a prophetess claiming to be from Venus. So, yeah, some guy comes barging into the the room where the reporters and whatever are working. And he's like, "The prophet has appeared. And then we see this woman dressed in man's clothes, who, who turns out to be the, the princess, standing in the middle of a crowd, proclaiming her visions and, and whatever, trying to warn everybody that the end is nigh. And, yeah, some dude yells out. Are you a man or a woman? And somebody else yells out, why don't you do a strip tease for us? <laughs> what the <sighs> hell? Some woman gets up to talk and guys just start yelling, show us your tits. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that,
2: well, I also just want to say this is a perfect time to just slide this right in here. It's not really acceptable for you to ask someone if they're a man or a woman. Just don't do it. Like, mind your business. Maybe, you know, like, are you a man or a woman? Just doesn't fit right,
0: you know? I mean, it was 1964, so they're not woke to any of that kind of thing. Well,
2: sure. I, I know. That's why I'm saying it's 2022. This is no longer acceptable is what I'm saying.
0: But she's very clearly a woman who just happens to be wearing do trousers, trousers.
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: and it shouldn't be that confusing to anybody yeah it, it was but really
2: gross even
0: even in japan in 1964
2: it should make us a bizarre. sandwich and show us your titty yeah
0: it shouldn't be that bizarre that she's dressed this way but <laughs> but it seems to be upsetting people and there's also a random baseball team in the crowd yeah just the three or four guys in their baseball uniforms standing there watching the show going on. But she claims that she's from Venus. Mm-hmm. She's from outer space. And she predicts that Rodan will emerge from Mount Aso. I don't think she says Rodan in this scene, but she's like, the shit's coming and it's going to start at Mount Aso.
2: Yeah, she says something strange at Mount Asso is going to happen first.
0: When she says that, indicates she's from outer space, Naoko says... You're from space. Aren't you Japanese? No, she's Selgenian <laughs> <laughs> I guess Japanese people can't tell the difference between a Japanese and a Selgenian, whatever that actually is. <laughs> so there you go. The prophetess catches the attention of both Shindo and Sal- Salno's uncle, both who believed her to be dead. So her picture shows up in the newspaper and they're like, hey, isn't this the princess? You said her plane blew up. What's going on?
2: This just like kills me with this fucking bracelet situation. Uh Like I was like, what in the Hannah Montana is going on here? They're like, this isn't the princess. She's not wearing her bracelet. And yes, then the even,
0: embassy told us that she always wears the royal bracelet.
2: Yeah, so it couldn't possibly be her because she's not wearing a bracelet. And like, they don't like recognize her without this bracelet. And then even when the assassin guy gets close to her at one point, they're like, is it the princess? And he's like, well, I don't know. She's not wearing her bracelet. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why, why is it so hard to um, identify this woman without her bracelet?
0: I mean, well, they just want to, I guess, you know, before I assassinate this woman... I better make sure it's the right one. I wanna confirm it's not just someone who looks like her. Because yeah. as far as I know, she never takes this bracelet off. It is her it is some sort of symbol of her office.
2: It just it was just really stupid. It turns it goes back it, and forth several times yeah. where no one recognizes her.
0: We find out over the course of this film that apparently she landed in the water after she jumped out of the plane. Some fisherman found her and she traded him her bracelet for his trousers. Is trousers there and hat any more
2: coat. room for me
1: is uh, those jeans
0: but it it seems that she has no memory at this point of being a princess she thinks she is somebody from Venetian. Venus. so it appears that the voice that spoke to her has now possessed her
2: yeah is like now like in she's somehow somehow it has turned into her physical form or used her physical form to Move around it, because you can even tell that when she's like talking to people or walking she's kind of in like a trance you
0: know kind yeah, of in a weird yeah. state it seems the venusian has possessed her and it there's some weird shit it seems like the venusian maybe is dead and only has a spirit form i don't know we'll get we'll, we'll get to that anyway responsible for the assassination plot salno's uncle sends the assassin Malmes to kill her and arrives in Japan after Rodan awakens. After participating in a TV program. Okay, so.
2: Yes, this Where Are They Now TV program. And we
0: talk about this. We get a family scene with Naoko Shindo. and her, and her yeah. brother and their mother. They're all living in a little house or apartment or whatever together. And they're doing family stuff and adding a little bickering. And then they went, turn on the TV I like this moment when she just flops across her brother to change the channel. Yeah, to me that seemed like a very sibling and sister thing to do. Yeah, it all felt really real to me. But they turn on the TV, and we the pro. Yeah, as you said, the program's called "Where Are They Now," uh-huh. but that didn't really seem to be what was going on in the program. It's very weird. yeah. These two hosts, they are a Japanese comedy team. I don't remember their names. They pretend like they're brothers, but they're, they have the same last name, but those are stage names. They're not really brothers. Nope. But I think this would have been a famous cameo at that time in Japan. Everybody watching would have known. They bring a couple of kids on and it's sort of like the kids got to make a wish of who they wanted to meet.
2: Yeah. It's, wanna... it's like they get, they get a, yeah, a list out of people who have made newspaper headlines.
0: Yeah. So the kids want to meet Mothra. And they act like, oh, this is a surprise. We didn't know you we, we were gonna say Mothra, but uh, we do happen yeah! to have our special guest our special Bye. guest stars. One. The Shibinji. So the, 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 the show Shobidjin. The the fairies. The Peanuts. It appears that finally the Peanuts have decided to willingly perform on stage for the japanese public rather than being kidnapped and forced to perform they have come to japan to visit apparently to participate in this tv show and answer these children's questions about mothra (laughs) so they come flying in on a little tiny flying carpet this time instead of a little coach like they were in the last time
2: yeah and the stage for some reason has this like Set that is supposed to like look like their home, which I was like, yes.
0: okay, a little little infant island set. <laughs> yeah, they pop out. They're wearing much simpler outfits this time,
2: and their hair is so long.
0: They're wearing sort of little, uh, sort of Flintstoney kind
2: of. I was gonna say Pocahontas, but
0: yeah, sure. Little over the shoulder, kind of brownish animal skin looking Pocahontas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they answer these kids' questions about Mothra. That the kids ask. Are there two Mothras? And they say, no, sadly, one of them passed away. So we had twin babies. I think Whoa. they just didn't want to deal with two of them in this movie. And they I know. Realized... I was.
2: This was kind of why I thought you were like, were you pissed off? I thought it was because there was only one. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, my babies!
0: <laughs> they are trying to establish some kind of continuity now, so they knew they had to address the fact that there was two Mothras at the end of the last yeah. movie, but we're only going to have one in this movie. So...
2: And then they show our little baby, our little baby Mothra, and she says, (laughs) (laughs) just
0: squawk. They sing a new song called Cry for Happiness, and they ask Mothra why she's crying in the song. I'm like, and they tell Mothra to smile. I'm like, Mothra can't smile. Yes, she can. (laughs) She doesn't have that kind. Of, she doesn't have that kind of mouth.
2: You don't tell me <laughs> special, what kind of mouth. You special, shut your wet mouth.
0: Especially in larva form. But no, it's it's a nice song. But I I just I don't like it as much as the summoning Mothra song. But they can't sing that song because if they do, they'll summon Mothra. And she'll show up. <laughs> they sing the song it's not completely clear to me what's happening you know the song turns into a music video where we're seeing what's happening on the island and we're seeing them superimposed over stuff and i'm like well is this just artistic or are they actually projecting these pictures into the audience's heads and is this how the kids are sort of meeting mothra yeah
2: that's what i was thinking i was thinking like this is how because she was like because she tells the kids close your eyes and you'll see Mothra and then they do the song and, and everyone's like supposed to close their eyes really tight. Okay. And then it shows us these pictures. So I just assume that's what they were seeing.
0: Okay. I might've missed that line. Then. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it is basically a music video in the middle of the movie. <laughs> and it seems like the inhabitants of infant Island, or at least a few hundred of them do nothing but, Mo- but worship Mothra. Yeah. Cause she's a goddess. Or have to drop whatever they're doing and go worship Mothra anytime the <laughs> the fairies start singing. That's funny. Because we always, whenever they're singing their song, we cut to Infant Island where they're all <laughs> bowing up and down over and over again before Mothra or Mothra's egg or, or whatever. Baby. Or sometimes just a statue of Mothra. Uh, so... Uh, it's easy work if you can get it. (laughs) (laughs) After participating in a TV program, the Shobijin Mothra's twin fairies prepare to depart from home, but are warned by the prophetess not to sail. Naoko takes the prophetess to a hotel to interview her and discovers that the Shobijin have followed them Heeding the prophetess's warning before Godzilla sunk their ship, so uh, yeah, God the ship sails and they have snuck off though. I haven't told anybody, and Godzilla attacks and sinks the ship.
2: Yeah, at some point too. In this point, before we see, uh, before we see Godzilla, we see Rodan. We see Rodan first.
0: Yes, he does rise up from
2: Rod- uh, Yeah, Rodan comes out very chicken esque. His little <laughs> beak. And he opens his mouth. <laughs> yeah, he destroys t- some toys. He destroys some tiny town. Then we go to some like um, where the where people are saying that the meteorite may explode and it's not magnetic anymore. Yes. But they also figure out here that it's growing.
0: Oh, and there was a thing. We uh, skipped this. The doctor had given before the little family scene, the the doctor had given Naoko a ride home. But I don't think we saw them talking together. Mm. But apparently at some point she went to go interview him and then he gave her a ride home. Well, it also made it sound like she was talking about the university. Is she studying while she's being a reporter? I don't know. But they're all <laughs> her mother and brother are both kind of like, ooh. You have a boy?
1: boyfriend.
0: And she's like, no, it's not like that. He's just uh, I was just talking to him for my show.
1: Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it
0: it does sort of hint that, well, uh, maybe, that, but it doesn't go anywhere. This never goes anywhere. It does not develop into a romance. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they even put that scene in there of him giving a ride home when it doesn't go anywhere. Let's see. After confirming that the prophetess is Salno, Shindo finds her at the hotel and saves her from Malmus. There, there's a whole thing with uh, him confronting his sister about, do you know where she is? And, oh, no, no. And they're like, eh, no, you brought her here, didn't you? Yeah. And there's an ass- assassination attempt. Is this the one where the, the fairies help by turning off the lights? Yes. <laughs> they're hanging out in the hotel room, and the assassins all come in. While Naoko has stepped out, they <laughs> the assassins come in, and the fairies pop out from behind something, and they both of them... <laughs> Yeah, their heads up on the light switch. The two of them turn the light switch off.
2: It's really funny, too, because when this brother and sister are arguing, she, she, he's like, you have the princess here. And she's like, they're like arguing back and forth. And she's like, if you don't stop, I'll call the cops. And he says, idiot, have you forgotten? I am a cop. <laughs> yes. And I was like, what? It's so I funny. Am I am a cop. And yeah. And then the, they turn the lights out. And as soon as they open the door, him and his sister, because they're going to come, you know, to the princess the fairies say, watch out, assassins! They, like, warn yeah. them. So then they there's this gunfight between them and the assassins, yeah. and the assassins actually exit out the windows.
0: Yeah. Shino gets his gun out pretty quick.
2: Yeah, he does. Well, he's a cop.
0: <laughs> yeah, he is quick on the draw. So they uh, evacuate after Godzilla and Rodan converge on the city and battle throughout the countryside.
2: Okay, when you say Godzilla and Rodan battle throughout the countryside, uh-huh. like... Is starting to get a little embarrassed for Godzilla because Rodan is whooping that ass is, for a while.
0: Ke- keeps pecking him on the head.
2: Yeah, and like the, the sound effect of him pecking is like a punching sound. I don't know uh, why they decided on that, but it's still just like Yeah. It's so funny, but there for a while rodan is just like whooping that ass like yeah. hardcore yeah they,
0: they have a big fight and um it's a draw or does it just keep going on till mothra shows up yeah
2: it basically just keeps going on basically yeah. uh rodan like flies past godzilla bitch slaps him just knocks him over flies past him and so then he like as he, he's flying away to fuji mountain godzilla's like what bitch and gets up and follows him and he follows them yeah. all the way to the mountain. And then from there, they, ju- it's just on. Finally, yeah. Godzilla finally starts getting some like good shots in and stuff. But man, there was, I was like, get your shit together. What is happening? <laughs> like, I love Rodan, but damn Godzilla. Like he was really getting this ass with a
0: it's second. It's like a little, little slow getting started.
2: Yeah. And then we see, like Ghidorah is gnarly. It, he really uh-huh. is like a gnarly monster. He's like pretty scary. But just the the fact that he doesn't have any arms, he just looks like a turkey. He has turkey body. Yeah. But the uh, Rodan pecking Gojira, oh man, the punching sound effect—it was so funny. And then this is whenever we find out too. I think this is like whenever we start, we find out that we can ask Mothra for help, and that she yeah. that she will communicate with Gojira and Rodan. I thought this was really interesting that for the first time i feel like in these movies that we're kind of getting like the emotional side of the monsters yeah. you know what uh-huh. i mean yeah. like we kind of get that that godzilla and rodan are just like two boys like fighting yeah. like <laughs> ladies ladies you're both pretty they're like no <laughs> hey he needs to apologize no he <laughs> needs to apologize yeah. you know he started it
0: <laughs> you're right they are <laughs> Well, you're getting a little bit ahead, though. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. Let's see. After Dr. Tsukamoto, a psychiatrist, determines that the prophetess is normal, they take her to get examined by this psychiatrist who, as I mentioned, played Dr. Yamane in the original movie. She, uh, But after he examines her and decides for whatever reason that she's sane, though clearly she's not, or at least he couldn't find any physical problem, she predicts the arrival of King Ghidorah, A monster that destroyed her home on Venus. So he wiped out their whole planet.
2: 5,000 years ago.
0: Yeah. And some of them came to Earth. Yeah. They seek refuge on Earth. It's not clear if they came physically or they just, their spirits or souls came here or they came here, but then they died and now they're spirits.
1: Yeah.
0: We don't get really enough detail about what's going on with these Venusians. Uh, Mura and his team witness a meteor. Ex- the meteor explode, unleashing the golden three-headed space dragon, Gidra. So this is actually a new thing in these movies, because we've had atomic monsters and just ancient, mysterious monsters, but...
2: This is a straight-up space
0: monster. Things that have been sleeping under the ground or under the lake or whatever, uh, but... I think they they thought they'd done that too many times, so we needed a new origin. How about outer space?
2: Hell yeah. Space turkey.
0: So Ghidorah proceeds to attack Matsumoto City.
2: Tiny toy (laughs) town.
0: Oh, and Ghidorah has a sort of lightning breath. Yeah. He's got three, three heads, and all three of them can shoot sort of golden lightning. The authorities plea with the Shobijin... To summon Mothra for help, but they warn that Mothra alone could not defeat Ghidorah, and their only hope would be for Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra to join forces. Under hypnosis, the Prophetess reveals that some Venusians escaped to Earth from Ghidorah and assimilated with humans, resulting in them losing their abilities with the exception of predictions. So did they interbreed with us?
2: Yeah, I I guess so. Maybe she says, like, says throughout time that they lost their superpowers.
0: It's, again, we don't, because we don't really know what they look like. We just hear this mysterious voice, and then the princess is suddenly claiming to be one of them. So, I don't know. Call the the queen! After Malmus overhears Tsukamoto recommend shock therapy next, he increases the voltage knowing it will immediately kill
2: 3,000 Watts.
0: So he's been following and sneaking, stalking, high, you know, you know, assassin, assassin shit. Yeah. yeah. Assassin <laughs> shit. And here's them talking about it and it says something about, no, it's set to a safe level. So of course the controls are actually in a different room. So he turns it up to 11 and they're just about to administer the shock. When, The power lines are destroyed by Godzilla just at the right moment so she doesn't get electrocuted. Uh, After thwarting off Malmus and his crew, Shindo evacuates to the mountains with the prophetess, Tsukamoto, Naoko, Murai, and the Shobijin. Because Philo. Philo. Mothra attempts to convince Godzilla and Rodan to set aside their differences to save the planet. Oh my gosh. The planet. This
2: is so funny. Um in it's the hilarious. In the um in the subtitles right now, uh, uh yeah. they accidentally misspell Rodan and they spell Radon like they they switched <laughs> the A and the O. So it was like it says uh, Godzilla and Radon and I, I like stop I'm like who the fuck is Radon I'm like oh okay 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 okay, okay. Hi, so. <laughs> so funny so they,
0: there's a yeah there's a whole squeak squawk roar conversation that yes! Shobijen translate for us as she's trying and it's so it's so hilarious the the suit work these guys are doing
2: Oh my God, it's so it really good. is
0: getting the, the, it's so intense.
2: good.
0: Even, they're doing a good job of that with the max mask, mask work that they're doing. Yes. To they, get the feeling. Yes. They they're do. like shaking their heads and crossing their arms and even like turning when, away. yeah,
2: Mothra like silly strings, uh, Godzilla. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you see Rodan like, ha ha, like he kind of like, he looks like he's laughing, you know? And then she turns around and does it back to him and it like, like shows Godzilla. And it kind of looks like, ah, like they, it, they <laughs> did such a good job yeah. of, of like portraying emotion in this movie. Cause usually all we get is like, ah, big monster, destroy tiny toy town. Yeah. And then it's like, we, we pow, 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 shoot the monster. And then like, whatever happens, power lines, whatever the end, but in this movie, even whenever, um, the the fairies are translating the conversation godzilla says something like like fuck the humans they're such bullies yeah. and it's so funny i love this i love that we get this side it's yeah so why
0: funny. should we help the humans they're always they always bully us
2: yeah and it's like so funny because I'm we like, we uh, get a new we get such a good perspective yeah. from these like yeah. emotional creatures and i fucking love it
0: yeah, I mean, they are always dropping bombs on him and waking him up from his sleep. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know. like, totally! It's so funny. Oh, I loved it.
0: They don't want to help the humans, and they don't want to work with each other until one of them apologizes. <laughs> and Mothra tries to point out, but it's not just the humans he's threatening the whole planet and this is our planet too and we should defend it
2: because mothra's my girl it's and she's a baby right now baby mothra comes to save the fucking day i love it i love it i love it
0: after seeing mothra attempt to battle Ghidorah on her own godzilla and rodan rush to her aid
1: yeah
0: so they do all start fighting together after all the prophetess wanders off and regains her memories after Malmus nearly kills her. So they're on, like, opposite sides of... Uh, this is all kind of happening up in the mountains. hmm And they're on opposite sides of, like, a ravine or a crevasse or something. And he's got, like, a sniper rifle, and he's trying to shoot her. And Shindo is, is, is there, or finds her, and... Uh, He's trying to shoot back with his little pistol while this guy's got a sniper rifle. Yeah. They both keep getting shot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> she gets at hit like point, in the
0: arm. She gets a bullet grazes her head. yeah.
2: But at this point, honestly, like, I'm just like, I don't even give a shit about the people shit right now. I'm like, take me back to the monster fight, please. Yeah, like, yeah. it's so good that even just this little brief moment of people shit, I was just like, yawn. Because the monster fight is
0: so good. The the thing is, the people shit really has almost nothing to do with the monster shit.
2: Yeah. It's so, like, I'm like, get out of here.
0: <laughs> because even though she warns everybody, it doesn't do any good. It does a little... She does keep the Shobujin from getting killed by Godzilla. Yeah. But the population in general does not pay any attention to her. Does not evacuate anything. So she doesn't really affect the outcome much. Although if they had been killed on the ship, then Mothra couldn't have been summoned. But but still, it just seems like there's two really separate stories going on. Yeah, totally.
2: Oh man, the monster fight is so good, y'all. Highly recommend this movie just for the fights alone. They're so good.
0: So as I said before, Mothra never transforms into her moth form. But she nah. does cli- she does climb up on Rodan's back. Yeah,
2: and he flies for so her. that
0: so that she can get some fly. altitude. Dang,
2: dang, dang. because
0: once she's Mothra, she can't shoot her silk. She does yeah. have the the weird magic power, Yeah. But uh, so he he gives her some elevation. <laughs> you know, jump on my back and I'll fly. You. He flies up, and. She spits out silk.
2: Yes.
0: While Godzilla is like pulling on his tail.
2: Yeah, they just gangbang it out. Baby. Godira,
0: Godira has three heads but two tails, mm-hmm. and Godzilla gets a hold of both of them at some point.
2: Yeah, because freaking uh, Ghidorah tries to roast Godzilla's buns. He like sends <laughs> lightning bolts at his butt, and he's like, ah! And then he yes. like turns around and grabs his ass. And then he yeah, does a little the,
0: bit of a of a hopping grabbing his but like my biscuits are burning. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: and, that's when Mothra gets on top of Rodan and starts like silking the shit out of uh yeah. Ghidorah.
0: But while this is happening the gray's bullet to the head seems to restore her memory.
2: Oh yeah, Princess gets her memory back. And the, then the,
0: the the fighting uh, causes a little bit of a rock slide that kills The assassin.
2: Bad bitch.
0: Falls to his death. The monsters overwhelm Ghidorah and force it to flee into outer space. Well, I mean, we see it fly away. And then they squawk, roar, and
2: scream in success. (laughs) Yeah, but they don't
0: they don't kill him. And I guess we can just assume he goes in outer space, but we don't actually see that.
2: They're like, get out of here, bitch. Not in my house, bitch.
0: He will be back in the next movie. The next Ooh. movie, in this series, not next. Uh, we're looking at a different thing next week, but yes, he'll be back in Invasion of Monster Zero.
2: Well, spoiler alert. Or, or whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love
0: Invasion of Astro Monster, but the original U.S. release title is Monster so Zero. So
2: how many stars? Uh,
0: oh, wait, wait. We're not quite done yet. Oh, sorry. Because then, then we got to wrap You're up right. the human shit. True, I just don't give a shit about the human shit. Usually, they just end, but we uh, get a press conference at the airport, which is something we've seen yeah. a few times before. The princess is getting ready to go home, so she's back in a very nice outfit. It, it's a Western look. It's not a weird, you know, made up but stand traditional outfit. It's a nice black, shiny dress with a little pillbox hat. And uh, she's coming to the yeah. airport, and there's a bunch of reporters and gawkers there. And Princess Salno reveals to Shindo that she doesn't recall her recent memories as the prophetess, but remembers the three events when Shindo saved when he her.
2: saved her life. And
0: thanks him and Naoko for their help. And this is another sort of romance that doesn't go anywhere. Because they are both, I think it's just some of this, you know, I'm a princess commoner bullshit or just can't (laughs) address our emotions or something. They're both clearly very emotional at this moment, but are trying to keep it locked down because he's very surprised and moved that she remembers this and she's very grateful, but, you know, has to maintain her decorum. And it's yeah. all very sad and tragic because it seems like these two are never going to see each other again. But they both are longing for the other one so much. And it's just not.
2: And I could give no fucks. Right? I could give zero yeah. fucks about this. Yeah. I like, I just care about them
0: I understand that. And I don't <laughs> I don't completely disagree or anything. It's just that's <laughs> this is what the movie is telling us. They're hitting us yeah. with a shit ton of emo- of <laughs> tightly locked down but clearly evident emotion. Everybody watching this has to know what's happening. They're yeah. totally failing to hide their feelings while not acknowledging them at all. And uh, Godzilla and Awkward. Rodan watch as Mothra journeys back home with the showbijen who bid farewell to all. I assume they just yell sayonara Arigato Well that's that's is that what they're is that what they're yelling Arigato?
2: No they're not. They're Uh, yelling. Sayonara. sayonara. Yes,
0: Arigato's thank you. Sayonara.
2: But they do say uh but she does say they do say um Arigato first. The it's not them though, it's the uh it's Shindo, the girl Shindo, the
0: news reporter. Yes
2: They're they're saying yeah. They're saying thank you.
0: The princess to uh, Shindo says "domo arigato," which is "thank you very much."
2: Yeah. So, uh, how many stars?
0: Uh, four and a half.
2: Save like four point eight for me. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like I want to give it a five so bad.
0: Give it a five. Um, you want to give it a five? Give but it a five. I just
2: because I want to be I want to be stingy with my fives. And yeah. so I gave like last week's a five. Yeah. And I, I just love. I love this movie just as much as I love the last one I was dude (laughs) ah, this movie is so good the monster fights I was like out of my seat laughing my ass off or cheering at one point when the uh, fairies were calling for Mothra I was like belly dancing to the music (laughs) this this movie gets me just as much as the last one did so yeah, okay. I guess it is a 5 for me. <laughs> I'm
0: so sorry we're not watching these movies in the same room. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, maybe maybe we that's what to, our Patreon will be live live watching.
0: Need to try to uh <laughs> arrange some more uh simultaneous viewings. <laughs> I think the only one we actually watched together
2: together. Was yeah, was Kong. Kong. Yeah. King Kong. It was our first episode. Yeah. I, I think that's the only one we we recorded it in the same building, yes. but we were still social distancing at the time,
0: so we were in separate rooms. Uh, no, we tried that and it wasn't working, so we just tried to. St- oh,
2: tried yeah, to, you're right. We, we tried
0: to just be loud and not spit right in each other's faces.
2: <laughs> Don't spit in my mouth. Yeah,
0: there'll be plenty of time <laughs> for that later. On the yeah, on the
2: podcast, <laughs> we. <Wait.
0: laughs> <sighs> Okay. Oh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have set up a letterboxed page for the show that I will slowly be adding movies to. I only put a few on it.
2: Tell the kids what letterbox is because I didn't know.
0: Yeah, letterboxed, and it's just spelled Box D, not Box E D. So when you're trying, it's letterboxed.com. It is a not quite social media. It's a place to log the movies you've watched and to rate them. And you can write full reviews if you want, and you can also make little lists and other people can look at your lists and see them. So, you know, they, and they, the list can be anything you want. It can just be, you know, movies. I threw up while I was watching (laughs) movies. (laughs) I made a list on my own personal page of The Seven Samurai and the various remakes of it. Hell yeah. Including the comedy variant wherein the villagers intend to hire warriors and hire entertainers by mistake. Hell yeah. The comedy variant of The Seven Samurai began with the Three Amigos and continued with uh, A Bug's Life and Galaxy Quest. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't realize... Galaxy Quest and The Three Amigos were the same movie, but they are. No, I did not. There's, and so was A Bug's Life. And that's so funny
2: because I love all of those movies.
0: <laughs> and and all of those are just the comedy version of The Seven Samurai. Wow. In which a village is being attacked by bandits and some of the villagers go to hire samurai to protect the village. There are numerous remakes of that in different settings well the the American West outer space ancient Rome post-apocalyptic world uh an episode of the mandalorian oh anyway you can you can make little lists and uh so it's a slash mmftg because you can follow people on there as well so once you create your account you can look for people and follow them so you can follow oh, yeah. you can follow us Baby. on there uh, so I'm gonna slowly add the movies that we've Reviewed, maybe write a little review, but also put a link to the relevant episode in there. Just one more way for us to try to bring some awareness to the podcast. Speaking of that, if you are one of our regular listeners and you have not yet given us a review on iTunes, please go do that. Uh, We appreciate a five-star review so far. All of our reviews are five stars. That will really help us get exposure please share the links to our episodes on your social media tell your friends uh we've got a kind of a small audience now we like like it to grow uh,
2: oh we love our small audience we, too love our little monsters we
0: do and we hope you love us and we'll show that love by <laughs> helping spread the word about monster yeah. movie, fun time go uh Let's go. next week's movie will be Gamera the Giant Monster. The American version is Gamera the Invincible. Japanese version Gamera is spelled with one M. The American version Gamera is spelled with two M's. For no apparent reason that anyone has ever been able to discern. Gamera... The giant monster is available on Amazon Prime. Gamora, the Invincible, is also on Amazon under their IMDb TV, free with ads. And apparently, IMDb TV is about to change its name to Freebie. I do, It's uh, it's not important. It's just a thing. So soon, it'll not be called that anymore. It'll be called Freebie. But you can watch the movies there also both mystery science theater and riff tracks have done <laughs> riffs of Gamera of the American version so uh that's next week's movie if you want to watch it ahead of time thank you all for listening remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements
2: don't misuse science
0: and we will not see you but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go.
2: Monster Movie Funtime Go!
0: You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texicado Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash